Victor Galvin. Yeah, 24-7 mindset. Yeah, 24-7 mindset. Let's go. 24-7 mindset. Okay, welcome back to the 24-7 Mindset. I am your co-host, Jose Cruz, a.k.a. Tabito, and I'm here with Victor Galvin. And Victor, today's subject is big, man. We're talking about religion. That's big in your life. I know it is, Victor, so... 100%. Do you believe in religion? I totally believe in religion, yes. Wow. Yes. Some people take it further than others. Um, I know you're committed big time to religion. I know you go to church every Sunday, and I've seen you do uh, a bunch of charitable contributions here in the States and also in Mexico. But Victor, I mean, the first question is obviously, you know, doesn't need to be said, but I have to ask it. So you believe in God, right? Yes, sir, 100%. Um, for everything that he gives me, for, for believing in me, for trusting me to carry his uh, legacy. And the reason I say for him to trust on me to carry his legacy is to... Uh, because we represent him. Um, I know he came to earth to give us the message, and he left. So that message has got to be passed around, and it's got to be passed around well. So we are soldiers of God, and every day we got to represent him. So that's my belief, and that's what I do, and that's my purpose here in earth nice um okay so you believe in god right mm -hmm. how about do you believe in miracles i believe in miracles you believe in miracles have you ever witnessed any <clears throat> miracles <clears throat> oh man you're gonna make me cry oh here we go go ahead tell me oh man um so i was in a job site I came into the job site, and I remember when I came to the job site, and uh, one of the superintendents for the general contractors that was there told me, Victor, go ahead and go. Go ahead and see your daughter. Uh, and what he really meant from that, he knew my story, what I was going through with my daughter's cancer and stuff like that. So, so what happened is, like, I feel this in me that it was like a relief, but I couldn't understand so he was going to take care of my guys, put them to work, tell them what to do and stuff like that. And it is a company that is very committed since I started my business. They, they've been there in the good and the bad times. So, so at the same time, kind of give me that trust. But So what happens is I left to go to see my daughter at the hospital because that day I, was, uh, I slept in my house with, uh, you know, uh, taking care of my kids because... My wife had to sleep in the hospital. I have to be home taking care of the kids. We didn't have nobody to take care. So we were rotating with Sophia being in the hospital. So, so now I'm going to the job site. Uh, I'm leaving the job site, and I notice, you know, as I'm going down towards the hospital, I was doing Cypress High School, and I'm going down on Orange Avenue, all the lights was green. None of them was red. Everything wide open. So I'm like, hmm beautiful day today mm -hmm. so as i'm going is um i stopped to get a dunkin donuts before i go into the street where the hospital is and um and as i'm pulling in they're like hey come move forward but i didn't even pay attention that i did not order so 
my type of coffee with the type of cream and that type of sugar that I normally ask mm -hmm. was ready for me. So I get my, in a, in a cinnamon raisin brand bagel, so I get my money to pay, and, 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 and that's when I noticed that something was different. Mm -hmm. So the lady told me, no, there's already somebody paid for, for your order. I'm like, who was that? So I got, I got everything, so I tried to go into the street trying to, you know, make a left turn. It was four lanes mm -hmm. uh, to see, you know, who, who paid for this. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for somebody that, that, that paid for this, but it was nobody, right? So I make a left turn going to other hospital. I go into the hospital. Normally, you got to check in with your, with your, uh, your, um, your ID mm -hmm. so they can give you a sticker that you've been checked to process, mm -hmm. you know, you're on the system, stuff like that. But when I come in, my sticker was already ready. I'm like, normally, I go to the front, and they send me on the back because there's another little station before you go into the elevators to go to the kids uh, with cancer, right, on their, uh, to the mm -hmm, rooms. Mm -hmm. so, so I get my sticker. I'm like, okay, wow. So it was already printed. I didn't have to give my license, nothing like that. When I went to the, to the, to the elevators, mm -hmm. it was somebody already waiting, holding the door for me, <laughs> for wow. me to get in. Yeah, yeah. So when I go in, now, you know, we've got to go to fourth floor. Yeah. I open the first thing when the, 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 you know, I get off the elevator, open the doors to going through all the rooms. Yeah. I see Sophia running like crazy. Mm. The doctors, nurses could not stop her. They could not believe, they didn't understand what was happening. So Sophie's running like crazy, and I did not know what was happening. I'm like, what fucking happened here? So, so and I'm like, Sophie, Sophie, what happened? He's like, dad, 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 let me tell you something. So she grabbed me. She's holding the little cart that holds the bag, the bag with the liquids, yeah, IV yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. And she's like, dad, come in, grab me from the hand and push it, push it, push me to the room. And I'm like, what, what's going on? The day before, she was isolated with a piece of plastic zipper, isolated from everybody, nobody can get in. The fever is going normally, uh, when the fever is there, you have to stay in that room 24 hours later. Yeah. So she was done outside running, they could not understand the fever, no fever, no nothing. So, so she takes me into the room, goes into bed, and, he, and she's like, Dad, let me tell you something. And, um, and she say, La Virgen Maria came in, God sent her, and told me to tell you that not to worry no more, that I'm okay, no more cancer. So Virgin Mary came in, right, and told her that God told her to tell us that the cancer was gone. I'm like, okay. So I start crying right there. Wow. And then the doctor came in. He's like, Victor, I, I, I don't know what happened. Um, We're we, we going back, and we can't find the history of the cancer. We went two months back. We, we're, we're, we're scared to go back and keep checking. We're just going to leave it as that. So there's a possibility that all this is going to stop now. After a year of struggling with the cancer, sleeping in the hospital, all these problems, all these um, emergency, uh, last minute, whatever, whatever you name it. It was very hard complaining uh, from 
the family, from whatever, right? So a lot of struggles. So finally the doctors say, we went back and we cannot find what happened. We just know that she's free, but we're going to keep doing results. So right there, he pushed me back all the way to when the cancer started. And he goes back to the belief that you, got, that you have in God. It's only up to the belief of what God is going to do and heal. And the reason she was healed and she was okay is because I put her in God's hands. Mm -hmm. Because she wasn't old enough to say, God, please save me. Mm. So I put all the trust to God. So I'm going back to that. So what happens is I went to this retreat that changes my whole life. I used to drink a lot, I used to drink heavy. I wasn't a, good, a bad guy, nothing like that, but, but I wasn't responsible enough, committed to God. So I, I, I got out of that retreat feeling like I can move the mountains, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got God with me and all that stuff, but I was so wrong because your faith can only be good based on your actions. No actions, the faith is a dead faith. So I had Sophia with the cancer. I'm like, God, so that now God is testing me. Yep. And I'm like, God, please don't test me. I believe in you. I do whatever you want. My whole faith went to the ground because I didn't have a lot of actions. I wasn't helping enough back then. So that's why my faith went to the floor. But if I had a lot of actions helping people, you said it at the beginning of the program, if I had a lot of actions or helping poor people, being there with people, uh, building houses, churches, helping veterans, pay somebody's bills, and on and on and on, my faith right there was going to be, God is in your hands, so do what you got to do. But no, I'm like, God, please don't test me, that type of thing. All this BS I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So two weeks into the process of cancer, I find out that I cannot handle that problem, that I was nobody. So I'm like, God, here is Sophia. If you're going to take her, take her. If you're going to leave her, leave her. I just want a message from you. You let me know if you're going to take her, and I will accept it. Let me know if you're going to leave her, and I'll be happy. Yep. But in life, you got to do the things that you can do, that God doesn't got nothing to do with them. I cannot control her life, but I can control being there, being at the hospital, pushing, uh, putting her on the ambulance, taking her to sleep. So she can get radiation, go back to the room so she can get the, the, the treatment, the, how do you call the? The chemo. The chemo yep. and all that stuff. So there was a couple times, very, very tough days where I was tested again, where Sophia would tell me, God, uh, Sophia would tell me, 
Dad, you don't see that the doctor's killing me? So I'm grabbing her, and she's grabbing from the back, and they're putting the injection to sleep her so they can put a cast over so she doesn't move, so they can do the radiation through the side because it was in the back, mm -hmm. the brain. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, no, I got to keep going. But at the same time, it's like, what do you do? If I stop the doctor right here, if she dies, it's my fault. But if the doctor keeps going, injecting her, putting her to sleep every day, that was, that was the, whole st the, 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 the story every day. She's like, Dad, don't let them kill me. You don't see? And I'm like crying and complaining. But I was complaining inside a room. I was being strong in front of my wife right there and in front of my daughter. You know why? Because I left it on his head. I learned not to fucking put it in my hands. I can handle the pressure, Sophia's words, all that stuff. Yeah. And I said, no, we're going to keep going. And I'll never, never forget where when she rang the bell after 28 chemos. 28, no, 32 chemos, 28 radiations. And it was uh, a time in my life that I almost went to jail for doing what I was supposed to do. That was my belief, but it was wrong. But it doesn't matter what I was doing. I just want her to survive, and it was up to me to make sure she eat. So she, was eating, she wasn't eating very much. So what happens, she will go at 8 a.m. to the different hospital to get to sleep, to get the radiation, go back to the, to the room at the Arnold Palmer where she will get the chemo, and then she didn't got no time to rest, to relax, nothing, to even be hungry, to even be thinking on food. So now Sophia went in, little chubby, I can feel everything beautiful. Now she was just bones, it's like grabbing a stick, that hard, and it bothered the shit out of me, and I said, fuck this, I gotta figure out something, so I start working, I say, God, you ain't gonna take her. It's in my hands now, it's in my hands now. If she lives, or die. So what I did, I'm like, Sophie, I sit her in front of me. I kind of put her legs in between mine, hold her legs with my legs so she didn't fucking move. And I, 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 I want to give uh, her food, and she would not take it. And what I did with a metal spoon, I hit her here all the time, bah, right here in the head, right here. And right now she got a little dent because she was four years old. So maybe I broke the bone. I don't know. But I was desperate. I didn't want my daughter to, to die. So I would hear her, she would cry, ah! And I would shove food in her mouth, and I would grab it from the head, and I would push it and, and push it so she would eat it, because that was the only thing that was going to leave her alive. And this going on for almost two weeks. Finally, I'm like, Sophie, what do you want? She like, Dad, I don't want nothing. I'm like, fuck, you got, there's got to be something. Then 
One day she asked me for chicken nuggets, and then the nurse came. What the fuck are you doing? You can't give her chicken nuggets. I was like, fuck you. She's gonna eat whatever because she she needs to get something. If not, she's gonna die. So somehow, I listened to her. I'm like, okay, so no fucking chicken nuggets. So whatever I was doing, I keep doing it. But they had a camera. Now they're checking me because they knew something was happening, and they record me where I'm hitting her. And the officers came in, and I almost went to jail. I'm like, look, I'm going to do whatever I need to do so she can eat, so she can survive. If you guys want to do that for me, take me to jail. But somebody needs to sit there and make sure she eats. Oh, no, we can't. Okay, so, so you got two choices. Leave me or you do it. Because if you take me, she die, you're going to be responsible. Oh, fucking walked out. So now you're going through this process, and I'm got to be careful what I do, how I push her to eat, and all that stuff. And I'm, Sophie, please, please, please eat, please eat all day, all day, until finally she eat a little bit, a little bit. I knew that I cannot give up. I knew that my wife cannot give up. So we're testing what else, what else, what else. Every little, every little uh, nugget, every little piece counts when you into in, in, in through all this process. Mm-hmm. So it goes back now when uh, she ring the bell. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget all these older people came in to, you know, to say, ah, good job, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, the most thing that I, res- that I remember from that process is that they use kids to push adults to live longer. Because people with cancer, they give up. So the, the, the hospital, Arnold Palmer, is very smart, team up with Orlando Health to bring the kid to do radiation there so the older people can see kids walking, doing radiation so they can fucking say, what the fuck I'm complaining for? So it'll raise their chances of living for those people to 80%, 80% 90% sometimes. So if they was going to give up, 80% of the people would not give up because they saw a kid walking into that radiation room exactly where they was going to get their radiation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, we keep getting tested. And I'm like, God, I'm not, you ain't going to take her. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to fucking do. You're not going to take her. As long as I keep doing what I'm supposed to do, you ain't gonna fucking take her. She stayed with me. So we go through the process, keep fighting, keep fighting through up and downs and whatever happens. I used to come in a fucking room and cry like a fucking baby. Cry, just cry and cry and cry and cry. And I'm like, what the fuck? How am I gonna fix this? What do I need to do? But when I was back over there, I gotta show that I was strong. I gotta show support to my wife, to my kid. And um, and uh, the truth of the story is that guys don't give up. It's your belief that heals you. It's your belief that's going to take you to whatever you want to go. God only comes and tells us the truth, and it's up to us to see how we want to live life and how we want to take life and how we're going to, uh, you know, 
see the things that we wanted to see based on the things that we do, the results and all that stuff. It was a very hard process, but at the end of the day, that's the story, that's my miracle. And high emotions, low intelligence. So, so Sophia is in remission right now. She's 17 years old. She only wanted to live so she can do First Communion. That shows you how committed we was with God, how committed we still are with God, and she's still in God's hands. She's not on my hands. There's nothing I can do. I can only keep going back to the hospital. I can only do the things that I'm supposed to do. And that's my story. That is a miracle right there, man. That's a... That's a strong story right there, Victor, man. really is. And um, I can see the miracle in that, man. Like you said, I mean, just the process of you saying you're going to the hospital with green lights and you got your coffee and everything is just falling into place for you. And then for you to get on the elevator and once the doors open up, you're expecting, you know, you know, to see to go her back in to bed the same and story and, you know, the same process, you know, got to sit down, be careful yep. uh, not to bring any germs in and, yep. and the, the whole the whole process, the yep. whole nine yards, you know. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever, like, identified, like, the devil trying to, trying to mess you up along the way? Like, I mean, I, mean, I know the devil could be in people. It can be in something in your head. Like, have, have you ever just, like, said, when that's the devil right there trying to mess with me? Have you, no, ever, have, have I, you ever found that before? Yeah, in, in my growth process, yes, it was a point of my life. That's why it's, it's the belief lead in your mind. Yep. So if you get that belief lead and, 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 and believe that nothing can stop you, yeah. not even, you know, God can stop you, but yeah. not the devil. Forget yeah. the devil. If you think you're going to, if you think the devil's going to, uh, stop you you attracting him automatically by talking right oh, okay. so 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 i was in a point in my life and i'm like wow he's testing me right mm-hmm. the devil is next to me he's putting beautiful women in front of me but when i got to a point that i love my wife she's beautiful mm-hmm. i don't need to look at other women's mm-hmm. i don't need to be checking other women's I, it is what it is mm-hmm. look at him keep going mm-hmm. and gone so the belief lead goes so high that you don't have time for none of that. So now you're on a different purpose where you don't have time to think if somebody's testing you or somebody's checking you mm-hmm. or maybe the, the, the devil's testing you. I, I don't believe on that. Mm. I don't believe on, 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 on devil. I believe on the absence of God in their heart. That's why people do stupid things. I don't believe that the devil pushed a person to kill or to do something stupid. Mm. I believe that on the absence of God and how clean the heart is. I'm going to tell you a little story. Go ahead. I figured our party, I told you a story, but you know me, I used to smoke cigarettes, right? Yeah. Smoke cigarettes for 20 I think I'm going to help you push uh, to quit that shit. You, you did. You always told me over and over again, quit that shit, man. You always made me feel bad. You got kids, man, and stuff. But anyways. You don't want them to see you, so man. So I remember one day, no joke, I wanted to quit, man. I wanted to quit bad. And I remember one day I, w- I, was, I was, you know, I, I quit for like two days smoking. Then I, I picked up a cigarette and I was like, all right, I'm going outside of smoking. You know, fuck it. It's been two days. Yeah. 
And I go out there and I light it up. And I remember when I when I took a drag of the cigarette and I looked at it. Or you know in the in the chair, you know the, yeah. the ash when they become no joke, Victor. I saw a devil's face inside the ash. Nice. A little little a little ash like this, yeah, the yeah. tip of the cigarette. I could see and his eyes were glowing because of you know the the cigarette, you know, being lit. And I saw the devil's face in there, Victor, and I took the freaking cigarette and I put it out. Wow. And guess what? Quit smoking I, cigarettes. I know. I believe quit you. Quit smoking cigarettes. I, I've been man. there the whole process. Yeah, man. I saw you struggle. That was that was crazy. But that and, and that was you know what? Like you you, you said you saw like I, that's my small miracle. God gave me a little vision of this devil, and I put it in my heart like you're not gonna take me, and I put it right out, man. My wife always tells me she goes one thing I'm always proud about you is that you quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and I, I always go back to that one day like, babe, it was God that showed me. I saw a face of a devil, all detailed. I'm talking, Victor. It had horns. It had evil eyes. It was. It, 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 I, I wasn't high or anything like that, but I just looked at it like, oh my god. I remember just putting it out in the ashtray. I took my pack of cigarettes. I squeezed them. I threw them in the trash. I never told anyone. End back of to story. Wow, the, yeah. beautiful. I know. Hair. I never tell you that I'm proud of you. Normally, I don't say good job because <laughs> what happened with Dave? I thought this motherfucker, good job, Dave. And then for two weeks, he went out <laughs> celebrating, drunk. I finally found him in Cocoa Beach. Yeah. And and, and and I'm like, I'm like, fuck, where you left? He like, man. You know, you never told me good job. And now you tell me, I'm like, motherfucker, you still celebrating? I'm like, get the fucking work. And I brought him back to work. And I, and I made him quit drinking. And he married a beautiful Chinese woman. And yeah. now he's, yeah. Nice. Anyway. Yeah. So that, that's, that, it. that's it, man. That was, that, that was a good, good episode. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this one. I um, uh, just want to thank everybody who uh, joined us on this episode. Thank you so much, guys. Um, Another great episode over here of 24-7 Mindset. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And um, these, are, these are all true stories. And um, um, just thanks, thanks again. I really don't have much to say. Do you have anything you want to close out with? Yeah, guys. Um, it's what you believe that gets you where you want to be. And a clean heart that talks to your mind will always do the right thing. And it doesn't matter how hard it looks that you think you may hurt somebody, believe me, you're not. Good results will come out of that. Again, make sure to keep your faith, and your faith will be very strong by your actions. So what you do is what's going to confirm your faith. A faith with no actions is a dead faith. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys, thank you so much. Till next time.